Chaser is brought to you by Steve Smith. He rubs our batting records like sandpaper. Steve Smith. 2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos and fulfil your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Yeah, welcome to the show. Andrew Hanson is here. Chaz Wichita is here. My name is Tom Knight. Uh, this morning I saw Charles Firth. Uh, he went off a bike a uh, weekend before last. He's had his surgery. He's got a sort of cyborg arm attachment. I don't think I'm going to see him for a while, but he is slowly on the mend, so don't worry about him, uh, which is a relief. Now, Aww. lots of things to Aww. talk about today. We'll get to Steve Smith and his amazing achievements uh, soon. But first of all, look, just a bit of a public safety <clears throat> warning, guys. And the South Wales government put out footage last week. People keep taking risks with the tram line. Now, it's been empty for years, literally about four years, but a car in Randwick actually drove along the tram tracks next to a tram, and they're actually doing tests with actual trams. So people keep... uh, There's also footage of someone riding a bike, like metres just in front of the tram and nearly getting hit. People are taking these risks. They're going out there. They're they're, they're putting themselves in harm's way. Mm. It's a bit Mm. bit of a problem. How do they not know? I mean, you know, it's, we, we've had some warning, haven't we? The trams line has been being built for the last 94 years. Yeah, so. there's a railway kind of track there. Yes, uh, yes. And the trams are quite large. You can't miss them. They're are about they, 50 they metres long. Should you not ride a bike in front of a tram? I think it's considered unwise. But look, anyway, the government's put out uh, a warning message, and I think everyone should really pay attention. A message from the New South Wales government. Attention, people of Sydney. Sit down, because the message you are about to hear will shock you. Trams are being tested on the new CBD tram line. (gasps) What? Oh, my God. Yes, actual train-like things with carriages and everything. This is not a hallucination or mirage. The trams genuinely exist in the physical realm, and they will hurt you if you wander in front of one while Snapchatting on your phone about last night's batchy. We know you are not expecting any trams, and fair enough. We were surprised too. We gave up on them years ago. But just because we are doing trial runs does not mean the actual service will ever start. Probably it will be delayed again because we dug up an old bit of gravestone, or there's voltage problems, or because we're completely hopeless. But in the meantime, watch out for big, dangerous trams where you least expect them. On our tram line. Radio Chaser is brought to you by Steve Smith. He's very good at batting. Not so good at telling teammates not to cheat, but really very good at batting. Steve Smith. I have one word for you guys. Smithy! Smithy! Smithy. You get a you theme mean... from today's show? <laughs> Smudge. Hey, yeah, nice. Yeah, look, all summer, people were wondering what we could do to fix the Australian batting. Like, mm. it, it was hopeless, and I was like, what, what, what do you do? Turned mm. out the answer was just get one guy to score all the runs for everyone. That guy... <laughs> 
Smithy! Yeah, because it wasn't just his comeback. It was also Warner and Bancroft's comeback. You wouldn't yeah, know they no, were there. No, no, no. They, they might as well not have turned up. Steve Smith, 144, 142. Literally last night, Andrew. I know you watched the cricket last night, Andrew. Oh, I was wrapped. I was wrapped. I th- uh, sorry, who's Smith- Smithy? Uh, again, are you talking about the, the, the chips? Or? No. Smith's no, no. And, Andrew, Andrew, just turn your mic off. He had some good chips. <laughs> I thought of Smithy was a place innings. you make swords. But, um... <laughs> literally half the commentary last night was people asking other people how you get Steve Smith out. The other half, by the way, of the commentary was talking about the fact he rotates through 12 pairs of gloves, which is really weird. Let's not mention that until he starts getting ducks, and then we'll beat him up about that. But moral of the story is, apart from the fact you don't ever shake Steve Smith's hand, Mm. he scores all the runs. (laughs) He really does. He is very superstitious, though, Chaz. You're right. um, I was reading up on his superstitions. Apparently, a big part of his ritual in between every single ball he plays is a bit of a ball flick. Really? You just, yeah, a little bit of a ball flick. every. So I've decided in between everything I do, <laughs> I'm just going to quickly, oh, there we go. You, you mean his own, his his own, own balls, yeah. personal yeah, yeah, well, He's got a box on, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. So I've put a box in today. Um, just, oh, that's good. You've been doing that for years. Don't pretend we haven't noticed. My question is this. Australia now have one player who scores all the runs. Mm. They apparently have one day to bowl England out. Yep. And apparently that's up to Nathan Lyon. So we have one batsman and one bowler. What are the other nine players doing? Now, I know Usman Khawaja. I know his job. His job is to look really, really upset after he gets out for 25. Uh, Warner's there to attract booze away from Steve Smith. I know that. What about everyone else? What about the other seven players? You're forgetting something, Chazzy. What's that? You know who was first selected in the team as a leg spinner had lots of promise to be Shane Warne's replacement? That was Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Smith. He's going to get him out. We don't need Nathan Lyon. I reckon maybe the other players are there to take all the roles in crap ads the Australian cricketers are supposed to take at you. I can see Kawaja in a funeral home ad at the very (laughs) least, looking very upset. But but what else could we use Steve Smith for if he's not going to be in those ads? He could do – we don't even need him just for cricket. I mean, he's so good at getting hundreds. I wish he'd done the HSC for me. <laughs> he would have been fantastic. That would have been good. I, I could see maybe Smith is Australia's new missile defence system. Just launch him into the sky. Yes. He never misses. He never he misses. Never, admittedly, most of the time he'd do a forward defensive shot, which he would. kind of misses a point of a missile defence system. But still, it's worth a try, Dom. Yeah, look, I was thinking um, he's so good at the cover drive, you know, the crisp, perfectly yeah. timed cover drive. We should program all driverless cars to drive like <laughs> Steve Smith. <laughs> look, I, it can't go. Okay, I got, I got one more. This is, I reckon this is the one. Mm. Most valuable role of all. The, uh, he's the only thing on earth that can silence the Barmy Army. So, shutting up annoying drunk British people, send them to their backpack, backpackers' pubs at once. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Steve Smith, yeah, he is so good at playing. Why didn't we use him in the Cricket World Cup? Oh, that's right, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's, actually, I want to talk more about Smithy. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not finished with Smithy, okay? Oh, man. Because yeah. honestly, I, I loved watching him last night. I was I was doing my usual exercising at, mm. at 2 a.m., as you do, at you the gym. You do, don't you? <laughs> that's right. And I was watching him there. I was, I was exercising from 2 till 4 at the gym. And, uh, yeah, and Smithy really got me through. He got me through the treadmill. Chessie, Chessie. Look, this is is the thing that that gets us about you. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. But nobody in the world exercises at the gym between 2 and 4 a.m. except you. Did you know? I I bet Smithy does. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't think he does because he has to play cricket in the daytime and his body clock has to be normal. Actually, you know what? I I already get three hours of sleep a night during a test. But anyway, sorry. (laughs) I I certainly get sleep when the cricket's on because I sleep throughout it. But no, no, look, you know, 
What are you doing up in the middle of the night going to the gym? Why Why do you go at 2 a.m.? Look, it's great being in the gym at 2 a.m. because... What's, why? Well, What's well, the advantage? Well, well, there aren't a lot of people there, for a start, as you might imagine. And the people who are there, they don't speak English. They're cleaners. They don't care what you do. <laughs> so, cleaning up after you. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so it's just you and a bunch of, you and a bunch of cleaners yeah. working out of the gym. It, it's it's do you awesome. Help them? It, do you it, help the cleaners out to, to muck out the... <laughs> Well, I, 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 as you say, I do give them something to clean. So I do, I do work up quite a sweat. Also, it's great because afterwards you go to the convenience store, which is closed, and you break in and you get some free, free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was, all, I've always wondered those twenty-four hour gyms, your anytime fitnesses, yeah, and your yeah. jets and all those ones. Yeah. I've always wondered who actually wants to work out. Sort of two to four That's in the morning. Me. That's me, Don. But does anyone else, one, triple, three, five, three, is anyone else in the whole of Sydney using those weird 24 hour gyms? And they've got those special panic buttons that they give yes, you in the do. middle of the night. Like, who wants to work out while wearing a panic button? I use those yeah. panic buttons at 4 p.m. because I can't understand why anyone would exercise during the day. Well, what I love about panic. you, Chazzy, is that like, were you there, Dommy, when Chaz was whinging the other day about this new gym? That's yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe place. that. They opened the, the, get this, people. They opened the gym, which closed at 10 p.m. and oh, opened at 6 a.m. What, well, why would you do that? No one wants to exercise at any time other than the middle of the night. Jeez. Prove me right. Ring up now. All the people who exercise at night. I know the whole of Sydney does it. I know. You're no, so we're not dumb. going to get a single call. One triple. Th- <laughs> I'm going to test you. One triple three five three. Put that in your phone if you are one of the zero people who who exercise in the middle of the night if between you were the ten mil- and six. Yeah, midnight. A midnight minimum, please. I'm I sure know there's thousands of you. Chaz is the only one. We're about to prove it. One triple three five three. Are you as weird as Chaz? Every time we do this, there's a completely other weird aspect of Chaz's. We want to know, do you use the gym late at night? Chazzy was saying he was at the gym from 2 till 4 watching Steve Smith bat. It kind of makes sense. With the 2, two till 4 a.m. 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 talking a.m. I literally have never been to a gym before 7 p.m. And, <laughs> and usually it's after midnight. Very strange. Oh. Is anyone else as weird as Chaz? One, triple, three, five, three. Cameron's on the line. Cameron, are you as weird as Chaz? Yes, I have, guys. Oh, when, tell when, me more. When do you exercise, Cameron? Um, so I get up around four in the morning, head to the gym, work out for an hour and a half, two hours, and then head to work. Perfect. Oh, do you ever see a sweating Chaz in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, very gladly I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Cameron, one of the best things about that is that some, and during summer, you don't get hot, do you? It's perfect. Keeps it nice and empty too. So hang on, let me let me just check this. What time do you arrive at the gym? Because gyms open at kind of five thirty six. Oh, any time since open all the time, but um, it's about fifteen minutes from home, so four fifteen ish. Four fifteen. Okay, that is pretty much as weird as Chaz. We've got one. Uh, let's man. see if there's Wise more. Uh, Luke in Oxley Park. When do you go to the gym? Yeah, mate. Always, always in the morning. Yep. What what kind of time? Uh, when I started work at. So I'd be in the gym around two thirty, three o'clock. Perfect. Now oh. I finish work at midnight, so anywhere from then to three-ish. Oh, you're oh. a god. You're a oh god among gosh. men, Luke. We <laughs> thought Chaz was the only one, but... <laughs> Congratulations, you're as good as Chaz. Luke, I'm so sorry. There is treatment available for that. He's a sensible guy. <laughs> Radio Chaser is brought to you by Steve Smith, whose centuries are brought to you by Makita Orbital Sanders. Buff your reputation with the Makita Orbital Sander. Steve Smith. Hey, Domi and Chaz, do you ever see? Do you guys ever see a Waratah? 
like the flower. The you ever flower? Seen oh, yeah, very rarely. The flower called the no, no, yeah, no, I I like, they, they, they just grow around, do they? It's our Thank state you. flower. Yeah, this is the thing. It's our state flower, right? And now, uh, but we don't see them really no. much in Sydney, and maybe that's behind this thing. There's this, this stories come out that the New South Wales government—they've been running these focus groups to see whether the Waratah logo means anything to people. Because you know how, like, you walk into the, you know, get your driver's <laughs> license or something. It's got that New South Wales government logo, and it's a red flower. Yeah, red Waratah. You've seen that, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, but uh, did you even know it was a Waratah? I mean. Uh, kind of, but I mean, but you, you're right. They are completely irrelevant. If you want a New South Wales mm. logo, you should be construction, you shouldn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it well. is kind of weird. It's like they went around and made every other agency. Like the RTA used to have its own logo, and they went around making everyone change their logo to the Waratah. And now they're worried that no one knows what the Waratah means. Yeah, well, that's right. They're having these meetings. You know, maybe they're planning to ditch the Waratah altogether. I mean, <clears> otherwise, why would they be running focus groups unless they've got a secret plan? To get rid of the Waratah and replace it with something else, our secret tapes reveal everything they've been up to. Good morning, New South Wales government staff people. Uh, now, we have some big problems. We have congestion, collapsing apartments, unfinished tram lines, skyrocketing cost of living. Uh, but the real issue people care about is whether to keep that Waratah on our logo or not. Is that red thing a Waratah? I thought it was a lily. I thought it was roadkill. Well, there's the problem, you see. Sydney people don't know what a Waratah looks like because everyone lives in a collapsing apartment. Let's replace it then. Good idea, yes. OK, I want a logo that really says Sydney. That maybe, maybe something about our nightlife. Oh, how about a closed Waratah? I like your thinking. A smashed flat Waratah, like our football stadiums. Good. A Waratah squashed under a car wheel, like our cyclists. Nice, nice. It doesn't have to be a Waratah. It could be another plant. How about a Gaimere lily to symbolise the oppressive role colonialism has played in the suppression of Indigenous voices amidst the brutal capitalist exploitation of our natural environment? Wait a minute, we didn't invite the Greens to this meeting. Out! Oh, we never get to make decisions. Look, now, these are all terrific ideas. They really are, but, but I think I like mine the best. Oh, what's yours? Voila! The perfect floral logo to represent our state government. Is that a thorny rose bush? Yes, it's a bunch of pricks. Radio Chaser on Triple M. I like big snacks and I cannot lie. You other eaters deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty chip and a round wagon wheel. In your face you get hungry. Baby cat snack. Now guys, I've got a bit of a treat for you. Mm. I have a uni cornetto. Uni Cornetto, interesting bit of wordplay there. It's probably a better product than my idea, the Pop Cornetto or the Creamed Cornetto. Much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the corn on the Colbetto? Ah, oh, look, there's so many things coming up, for Andrew, in, uh, in Cornetto technology. Uh, but look, there's a bit of a movement, this, unicorn flavoured products. I've reviewed unicorn flavoured gay mm. time before, as you know. Mm, that mm, was essentially mm. caramel. Uh, spoiler. Now there is unicorn everything. I, Andrew, you were telling me you had a unicorn muffin the other day, didn't you? Yeah, no. Well, my daughter, my, my tiny little toddler daughter was given the, a unicorn cupcake. There you go. Uh, on the weekend. Okay. And uh, she was so unimpressed that she wouldn't even touch it. Well, Certainly so it, not with her tongue. So you don't know if it was caramel or not? I couldn't bring myself to taste okay. it either. It just looked appalling. Well, look, I actually blame you, Andrew, for this unicorn movement because my, animal my rights brain. people like you have made people feel mm. guilty about eating meat. But, yeah, people are so de- but people are so desperate to kill defenseless animals that now we've been forced to invent defenseless animals to kill. So now we're killing unicorns for ice cream. It's your fault, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I th- I'm, just, I'm disgusted as a, as a vegetarian that, that you would eat uh, a defenseless unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, but, the poor animal. Okay, well, Andrew, let's leave you out of this. Dom, should we try it? Let's try it. Look, I've got okay. one here. It is, it's a Cornetto. It's got violently kind of fluoro blue yeah. and purple. It's blue and purple. And jam. C- can I just tell you, by the way, look at the ingredients. I should warn you, mm. there is no unicorn there. <sighs> So it may not taste of actual unicorn. Lies. Is it unicorn flavorings, though, I assume? Well, this is what it's got under flavorings. Vanilla, marshmallow, cotton candy, and strawberry is what it's got on the ingredients. So, Don. Oh, dude, sounds sour. What do you think? It does sound like those flavors. Uh, so it tastes like those flavors, the kind of thing that you grow out of when you turn seven. To me, it tastes like bubblegum flavor, I have to say. Yeah, no, it's um, and not good bubblegum. But it's pretty good. No, no, I disagree. I think it's great. It, it, and, and it's not surprising that it's great because it's got two different kinds of sugar. It's got both normal sugar and colored sugar, whatever that means. Chazzy, that's because you have the palate of a seven-year-old. <laughs> but there is that. Now, how about, try the cone. Try the pink cone. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, a, that's oh, the horn, right? The unicorn. Yeah, yeah. So, this is actual, literal unicorn horn that you're trying to But Cornetto on. has a cone. But, but like, spoiler. I think you'll find the cone tastes like cone, <laughs> except for it's yeah. pink. No, no unicorns were harmed yeah. in the making no, no, of no. Mm-hmm. It's got a strawberry spine as well. So it looks like, like the spine of the unicorn that was snapped strawberry to make this delightful feast. Yeah, <laughs> strawberry spine. It's got that a lot. So, so well, there's a spine in a, in a cornetto. What is that, that run down the middle? Yeah. That's yeah. called a spine. That's called a spine. God, as a vegetarian, I'm disgusted again. Andrew, just get, a, get, the, get the book. Get the book. I've written books about this stuff, mate. There's, there's a taxonomy. <laughs> I just wish this ice, ice, ice cream didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> like the unicorn stuff. Look, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Uh, what? Like the idea of uh, killing unicorns. Yeah. 10 Triple out of 10. M, Radio Chaser. Hey, uh, you know, it's time to play the game Celebrity Sellout. What product is this? No, that, 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 no, <laughs> it, no, that's a different game. It's another really. game. <laughs> But it is but time to play. It is time to play celebrities. For whatever, I'll just do the sting myself. Just celebrity sellout. Will you record the sting? Now I'm going to play you. Celebrity sellout. Okay, so what product is this? Uh, <laughs> now I. No, I'm going to play you some of a TV commercial. And what you have to do is tell me which famous person is selling out in this commercial just by listening to their voice. Now, uh, what what better thing could you possibly sell out than starring in a gambling commercial? Here we go. Let's listen to it. It's probably Lucky numbers, games are fun. Lots of loot for everyone. So here's a game that's sure to please you. Now new pools is even easier. Six from 36 pools. 36 numbers, that's all there is. Cross off six, the usual biz. Sit right back and you could win it. Because there's lots more prizes in it. Plus just 50 cents a game. To win a fortune, just the same. So play it smarter, don't be late. Six from 36 is really great. Six from 36 pools, less numbers, more winners. Yeah, so does that what do you sound, reckon? Who's that? Does that sound really complicated to you? Like yeah, like well, I, I know it is. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. Like it's compelled me to want to gamble, so I'm actually <laughs> doing a six from thirty-six pools. Well, I'm, it's I'm, very involved. I'm really frustrated because I feel like I know the voice well. I, possibly an '80s TV presenter, but I can't pick who it is. Like it's kind of like a Greg Evans or Daryl Summers or Tony Barber yeah, or someone. Yeah, Tony Barber's my well, pick. You, you, you pick Tony Barber, yeah, Chazzy. That's my pick. Domi, are you willing to narrow it? It wasn't it wasn't oh, Barber. You're narrow was it, it down, was Domi. It Ian Terps Terpy. No, I'm not. Can I find more? I narrow it down to well, you know, yeah, you could be on the, you could be in the zone. <laughs> That's the first name why, I said. Don't, why don't we have a listen? Like one of the biggest things you can do to sell out, of course, on Australian TV is to sing the national anthem at the grand final. Right? No singer does this for money. Right? right. So this is the same guy, the six from thirty six pools guy, <laughs> singing the national anthem in nineteen eighty seven. Let's listen to. 
You're both looking stumped. You're both looking you like... You've started as not the National Anthem. Look, you've said his name. Look, look, it's look. one of the names you've already uh, said. Look, I would have said Daryl Summers, but listening to that then, I think it's actually Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, same thing. Same thing, Jazzy. <laughs> Daryl Summers is the voice wow. of, of Six for 36 Pools, explaining the complicated rules there. And uh, may I apologise publicly for uh, for playing Daryl's singing? Look, look I, I don't understand what the game was with Six for 36 Pools, but whatever the gamble was, I feel like we all lost. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we didn't do well. The other thing was that murdering the song at the grand final and the sort of really lame gambling ad, they were still less embarrassing than I Hey It Saturday. <laughs> Uh, well, Domi, you know, look, I mean, I think it's only fair to, to isn't it, that we asked Daryl himself about why why he did that stupid gambling <laughs> ad and sang that 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 uh, that national anthem so appallingly badly. Daryl, what were you thinking? No offence was ever intended. Radio Chaser is brought to you by Steve Smith. What do you mean cheaters never prosper? Steve Smith.